My father's no different than any other powerful man. Any man who's responsible for other people. Like a senator or a president. You know how naive you sound. Why? Senators and presidents don't have men killed. Who's being naive, Kay? Don't ask me why I started with that, because I don't have a reason. But uh, this is the Week 5 edition of the Stokent Shopping Center League Fantasy Football Podcast. Everybody loves a good league owner story. After an unacceptable 1-4 and four start, the Montpelier Maple Syrups franchise has decided to come out and officially state that they think they're fucked. I guess you can only draw a little bit of uh, solace in the fact that the alpaca started out 0-6 last week, or last year, and uh, still, it went on a six-game tear to finish uh, 500, I think, but uh, you know what, it didn't matter because they didn't make the playoffs, if I remember correctly, so, never mind, yeah, you gotta, you gotta start winning some games. If you want to make the playoffs this year, if you're one and four or zero oh and five, or anywhere near two and three, like me, it's time to start winning some games. Montpelier has gone on to uh, further dissect their problems, laying them solely on the lap of their quarterback Bulger, which you can't disagree with anybody that's got a quarterback or a wide receiver or running back from the Rams has felt the wrath of the fantasy gods this year. Only New Orleans has come as close as being such a colossal disappointment. Needless to say, Bulger won't be starting this week. I guess Derek Anderson gets the nod from Montpelier, which at at first I thought was a laughable pickup, but now actually looks legitimate, so tip my hat to the maple syrups and recognizing the talent of young D.A. And, uh, you know, that wraps it up for the league stories this week. Everybody's buried deeply into their waiver moves and unable to spare a moment for a, a short tale. Speaking of waiver moves, what a smooth transition that was. <clears throat> let me let me take a, a sip of coffee here and play a little jingle from a movie I like. So the week four waivers were interesting. $350 thrown down on the table by the owner of the Copton Watts Widows in order to replace the now lame Deuce McAllister, Justin Fargus is uh, who he purchased for that large sum of money. Um, I remember I tried to flop around with Fargus last year when Jordan, Lamont Jordan, was playing his reindeer games with me. And he had a couple decent games, but it's really not fair to compare last year to this year with the Raiders because last year they were obviously a utter and complete joke. And it's, it's really... They should be banned for the league from a year. They should be forced to to move like the Browns were, to just leave that city and start over again because last year under Art Shell was such a laughable approach to an NFL season. 
the guy that he had at offensive coordinator, uh, Tom Walsh, I think his name was, was literally running a bed and breakfast in Minnesota before he came on and started calling plays, which you know, wasn't very obvious other than the fact that they rarely gained over 100 yards in a game and looked completely inept while doing so. But that's enough about the Raiders from last year. I obviously have poor feelings since Jordan, Lamont Jordan has demonstrated this year that he is capable of being a fantasy all-star if given even the most meagerest, as meagerest a word, of opportunities. Next, Ernest Graham, you knew he was going to go after the moment of silence for Cadillac Williams. We can discuss Ernest Graham's potential now as a starter for Tampa Bay, who supposedly has a revamped offensive line and a uh, new 148-pound quarterback that's uh, making things click there on the offensive side of the ball. So Ernest Graham steps in as the starter with uh, Michael Pittman as the third down back. The uh, hauls a lot of balls in back, meaning he catches a lot of balls. But uh, yeah, Ernest Graham was won by Portland, $183, non-winning bids of 111 and 50 uh, Portland got rid of the, uh, oh yeah, he's hurt. Adrian Peterson from the Bears is hurt, thankfully, for Benson, who is precariously perched on the edge of his starting position. He offers uh, very little in the way of fantasy points and or reality points. Andre Davis, $168. Non-wing bids of a couple hundred dollar bids there. That was a good pick, uh, I must say. Impressive. Casablanca now feeling revitalized by their uh, recent victories. One over me, if I remember correctly. Now, by one point, if I remember further in further detail, $168 for Andre Davis in a, in a hopes to boost their receiving corps. And... Uh, Big week for Casablanca on the waiver wire this year, but we'll get to that. Kenton Keith, $126 by Scranton. It's becoming the norm, between $125 to $150 for running backs. And then, of course, the $300 throwdowns for the I want this guy, no matter what bids on running backs. Um, Kenton Keith is the handcuff for the now lame Joseph Adai, so we'll see how he fills in. Joseph Adai is a game-time decision. He might not even need him this week, but uh, I'm sure the owner of Scranton will be watching that vigilant, with vigilance this Sunday morning. Uh, there goes Tab Perry, Glenn Holt, and Leonard Polk. I guess there's a little bit of a dumping of players there. Some of it might have to do with the fact that Stallworth was on IR again last week. Although last week was even if I if I could say bolder on the part of Scranton by putting him on a injured reserve since he did play in that game and in fact scored more than my receiver Wes Welk or who I started. But uh Pat's one of the only people that listens to this podcast, and 
I know that he has heard me say on more than one occasion that placing players on IR that aren't actually injured might be what some would consider shady business dealings in the Stokent Shopping Center Football League. Uh, moving along to Aaron Stecker, won by Casablanca, the new starter in New Orleans, who I hope gets zero touches, although everybody says Bush can't run between the tackles. And they might be right. We tried that game with Metcalf here in Cleveland. Um, needless to say, Stecker's going to be picking up where Deuce McAllister left off. Uh, and uh, Casablanca hopes to insert them into the starting lineup to stop the bleeding at their RB position. Uh, TJ Duckett goes to IR. Okay. Randall L. Antoine. Uh, one by Casablanca. He's been on and off the waiver wire this week. This is, I think, the second time he's been picked up uh, for $97 this time. Um, but there were three other non-winning bids, so maybe some people know something I don't. I know Moss is lame uh, with a hamstring, as as usual, as per his game. Santana Moss likes to run his My Hamstring Hurts game nowadays, last year as well. Heinz Ward to IR. Yeah, what do you know? And Brandon Stokely won by Compton Watts. T DJ Hackett moved. Maybe he'll get bought up later. He's got a high ankle sprain and maybe someday he'll recover from I'm not sure. Cecil Sapp sixty six dollars by Akron. Um no non winning bids. He waved. Uh, the gay train Anthony Thomas um, Sidney Rice was won by Albuquerque for $50 alright Cadillac Williams to IR they still want him to have access to the facilities that's a class move by that organization I must say Dennis Northcutt waiver move of the week $44 won by Akron much props to the Dinka Warriors on that move. They uh, waved old man Joe Horn, who I can only give credit to for still playing the game of football because I moved a couch and was lamed up for like three days. And that guy goes out there and gets lambasted by linebackers and still is playing that game. So Not for the Dinka Warriors anymore, though. Dante Culpepper won by Armarillo. Greasy dumped. Brian, that didn't take long, Greasy. I assume that's a reference to uh, Greasy being sorry <laughs> and on a horrible offense. But uh, nevertheless, the Titans' defense was won by Akron, who is enjoying their game of uh, duck, duck, goose this year with their defenses every week, though throw $25 in the new defense. I find it interesting. Uh, mildly humorous. Interesting nonetheless. Mike Bell. Um, $2. I give you $2 for Mike Bell, said Montpelier. And uh, we'll dump LJ Smith to IR. And uh, then uh, this would be a good time for because Chris Brown won uh, by Amarillo. No non-winning bids. He bid a dollar. 
He waved Alex Smith. Smith's hurt shoulder separation, which on a quarterback is never good. Points remaining. Um, let's see who's rich. There's two teams at a thousand, um, right away. I would say it's the Blunts and oh, geez, I should know this. Is everybody else is listed? But uh, maybe they don't deserve to be named since they're not spending any waiver money and they think they're better than me because they are apparently draft gods. Albuquerque finally got off the board with 50 bucks for uh, my crew. What's his name? Sidney Rice. And then uh, Akron spent some more money on defenses and the like. At any rate, the poorest right now is Compton. No. Portland. No. I don't know. I can't read this Google Doc. Anybody has ever used Google Docs, which is the free uh, word application that comes with Gmail. It's not a word application. They got a whole office suite that comes that, that Google's trying to push on people. Like, you don't have to buy office anymore. You can just go online and use their uh, Google apps they call it and it's like a full featured office suite that you can just use online which is in theory pretty good but I can see they still have some holes to plug because in order to be successful they're gonna have to have full compatibility with Microsoft Office and uh, they haven't been able to do that yet because I opened up this doc which obviously was written in Microsoft Office and the scores and, and amounts are tabbed out I should say the dollar amounts are tabbed out on the teams so he's got the dollar amount to team, and then he tabs a couple times and puts how much they spent, and then he tabs and puts their remaining value. But at any rate, it's all big jumbled mess, which means that there's some kind of conversion problem there, which means that nobody's going to use this software if it makes things look like nonsense. Um, furthermore, as an aside, not that anybody cares, but I don't even know what else to say other than there's got to be a way that you can print to these doc these these applications or open files and export files to these applications out of other software meaning that if you work in a business that uses some kind of accounting package and that accounting package brings up a, a bunch of numbers and it says export you can either export it to excel or export it as some kind of tab delineated file or you want to export it to your google apps well, I don't see any way that you can do that without some kind of plug-in, some kind of API, I guess you'd call it, whatever. But until they can do that, and until they are fully compatible with Office, Google's uh, blowing a, they're whistling at a sail on a boat trying to get it to move because it's not going anywhere. But uh, that's got nothing to do with this fantasy football stuff I'm discussing. But, you know... It's early Sunday morning, and I'm easy. Let's talk about uh, this week's matchups. <coughs> I just want to say that I'm disappointed so far in my fantasy season, mostly because I keep leaving players on the bench that would win me games. So... I really don't, I'm not even going to mention the name of the player last week because if you don't know, you shouldn't. And if you do, you don't need it. But uh, I left a certain individual on the bench last week that scored a lot of points. 
that aside, I'll be playing the Lordstown Lords this week, and I have a couple questionables in my lineup, and they're kind of important questionables. Travis Henry and Todd Heap. Son of a bitch. Travis Henry likes to smoke a lot of weed, and I can certainly empathize with that, but I wish he would do it on someone else's time, because now I'm going to be stuck with either starting Sammy Morris or Selvin Young for the rest of the year, as soon as they suspend him. I'll probably go with Morris, since he's looking alive for the Patriots, but thank God I picked up Young on a whim was the last week because I know I'd have, would have had to pay like some ridiculous amount for him this year or this week. So at any rate, one good thing that came of all this was that I did pick that guy up. I still haven't recovered at the wide receiver position from Andre Johnson going down. I started that son of a bitch White, which Fanball calls him Sharon White, and everybody else calls him Roddy White. So I don't know what's going on with that, but. Um, needless to say, I'm really hoping to get it right this week on the players that I start. Just as long as I put the best players on the field, I'm not going to be disappointed. On the other side of the ball, the Lordstown Lords, uh, I'm sure are nothing but happy about their 4-1 record. Casablanca beat them by a point last week, and uh, that's that's the Casablanca's game. They, they run a thick one-point victory game that I really haven't been able to quite wrap myself around yet. But, uh, that's not here nor there. John Kitno get the nod, of course. Everybody's favorite sleeper this year, which he wasn't really a sleeper, but the year before he was a sleeper, when I drafted him. I'm sorry, that's, that's childish. I won't do that again. Uh, Marion Barber, the touchdown back, gets the start. Along with uh, Brian, I wish I wasn't playing for St. Louis Leonard, which actually, since he's a rookie, who knows if that guy's any good or not. But uh, the only other running backs on the board here are uh, Stephen Jackson, who tore his penis area, and Brandon Jackson, who is no good. He's a rookie for uh, excuse me for Green Bay, and uh, he's sorry. So, and Green Bay doesn't have a running game anyway. So, yeah, it looks like uh, Barber and Leonard get the nod. Um, Barian, who was an excellent draft pick and is pretty close to a sweet number two receiver. Actually, he is a sweet number two receiver and uh, a furry number three. If the Lords get a, a good number three receiver, they'll be, oh, well, they do have Daryl Jackson. Who just hasn't gotten her, his act together this week, so or this year? But uh, perhaps the quarterback change in San Francisco will do him some good. They did lose their tight end, their big mouth tight end Vernon Davis, but uh, maybe more balls will head Jackson's way, and the Lordstown Lords will get him on track and Stephen Jackson back and become a fully operational battle station. Until then, they'll be starting. Uh, Gould, the kicker from Chicago, and the Patriots defense. So really, I mean, you can see why they're 4-1. But this week, hopefully, they will be 4-2. The Aztecas made a move 
unfortunately, it was not for running back, so they are still paper thin in that region. Um, they uh, will be plugging in the rookie uh, Chris Henry from Tennessee, who has yet to score a single fantasy point at running back. Um, getting back to the receivers, um, the Aztecs, their strong point. Because Santonio Holmes and Brandon Marshall, I mean, excellent. I, I still can't say enough about those picks this year. I wanted both those guys, actually. Uh, so I, was, uh, I guess I'm happy to see them doing well because I would have liked to say and will say, I told you so. These guys are ballers, and uh, they're averaging about 15 points a game. I wish I had them on my team. Um, going up against the one-point winners, Casablanca Capybaras, who are now 3-2 and two, and uh, boast a, a winning record after starting off at 0-2. Brett Favre. Their quarterback, doing well for them and for Green Bay. And uh, running corpse, still a little thin. Jones Drew doing nothing this year. And Warwick Dunn doing a little bit more than nothing. Uh, Andre Davis plugged directly into the starting lineup. Not a bad pick. I always was a big fan of uh, Andre Davis when he played for Cleveland. Now he's at Houston, and they obviously like to sling the ball, so... Hopefully they'll get more scoring out of him, along with uh, Fitzgerald. And uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on Randall L. because he's about as consistent. See, I always get stuck on the consistent metaphor, so I'm gonna have to work on that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna finish this one either. But uh, he's not consistent. Algie Crumpler is consistent for about 10 points, but that's better than most TEs in the league. Some kickers and defenses going there. I don't know. It'd be tough when uh, that one's up in the air. I'm going to give it to the Aztecs because uh, Casablanca's in my division, and uh, I don't want them to win. Plus, Tomlinson seems like he's coming on lately, and uh, Denver can't stop anybody. So big points from him should make up for the uh, zero points in the other running back position. That's... Again, to quote Naughty by Nature, that's not a shame. That's a problem. Um, wait a minute. You get Chester Taylor on the bench. Plug Chester Taylor in, Jesse. Oh, he's on a bye. I'm sorry. See, that's what happens when you talk before you think. You end up looking like an idiot. So, at any rate, um, on Casablanca's bench, Marooney sits comfortably. Uh, on account of my boy Sammy Davis, likes to take all his carries and goal line touches, and plus he's got another problem with his penis region as well. Hujmanjada's on a bye, so that's too bad because he's a scoring monstrosity. And uh, that's about the only notables on that bench today. The Alpacas, they're getting a good look this week at, wait for it, the Dinkle Warriors. Eli Manning, Cedric Benson, that's a shame. 9.5 average. You guy just, I'm back to calling him soft again. I'm sorry. He's just, that's what he is. And he shies away from hits and he fumbles. So, what are you going to say about that guy? He fumbled in the Super Bowl. He, he, why'd they trade Thomas, why'd they release Thomas Jones? They treat him like they got a million of them guy is a horse 
Why would you get rid of him? Oh well. That's what you get, Chicago. Now you're shitty. That's what you get. And uh, Frank Gore's yet to get on track, but hopefully soon. Chris Chambers, the value of the year, along with uh, D. Mason, who I didn't realize was averaging almost 16 points a game. Impressive. Reggie Wayne, who I'll say again, I heard was hurt, a secret injury. His 17 points a game would would uh, conflict with that theory. D. Lee and Green Bay's tight ends getting into the mix this year. Bubba Franks is still available for those who need a tight end that may score. Dedinka Warriors still fronting with their early picks of Manning and uh, some other receivers who must be on a bye because they're not here. Um, Julius Jones from Dallas. That's too bad about him this year because I thought he might be good. Um, and Marshawn Lynch. He's doing alright, but he's in a pretty much the worst possible scenario when you talk about starting out in the NFL. You don't have to say you play for Buffalo and this problem and that problem. You just have to say worst possible worst possible way to start in the NFL. So he gets the starting nod. Along with Colston, Galloway, and Northcott. That's my boy. I hope he scores a lot for you, Akron. I hope he doesn't help you win, but I hope he scores a lot. Jordan on the bench with his back ailment and his bye week. Jamal Lewis relegated to the bench because he's going nowhere against New, Orleans, New England. Mostly because uh, he's not playing against me this week. But uh, also because New England has a good defense and Jamal Lewis is old. I'm on the bench for both teams. McNabb's on a bye for the Alpacas. And Chris Brown is irregular, <laughs> to say it to say, at, at best. And uh, the new pickup, Eric Graham, apparently, or E. Graham, whatever his first name is, will be sitting on the bench until he can prove himself in the league. Which brings us to the next game, which, of course, is our league commissioner, the Dundees versus the Crack Smokers over there in uh, White Rock. And the Dundees will be putting Matt Schaub in as their starting quarterback who is playing extremely well this year and should continue to do so against Miami this week. Adai is still in there although he is a game time decision who will probably be swapped for Kenton Keith because Amon Green his other sweet backup is what do you call hurt or uh, swole his knees swole he might actually play but uh We'll see about that. Brandon Jacobs, I guess he's coming back this week. I didn't follow that very much, but uh, he's in the starting lineup as of right now. But that is sure to change as we get closer to game time. Gonzalez, Bowie, and Roy Williams, that's a hit-or-miss receiving core right there. Um, if they hit, that's the monies. If they miss, which uh, Gonzalez most certainly will, then... Sorry, Pat. Just kidding. But Burlinson, I mean, don't hate. And your new Stallworth, that's your boy. He's off IR. You might as well start him. He's going against Cleveland. Mm, that's enough of that. Uh, Cooley, hopefully, he, he plays better second half of the season, which, of course, is when we get into play, fantasy football playoff time. So there's still hope for that guy. Rackers and Packers. Uh, on the other side, the crack smokers are going to be starting. Uh, Garcia 
as usual, because Breeze is horrible. Uh, Ruben Drones, the uh, goal line back, will get the nod, along with the fast Willie Parker. The receiving core of Deion Branch, B. Jones for Tennessee, and Armani Toomer. Toomer. Got some problems at receiver. And uh, Harrison is hurt now. And that that guy from Philly has done nothing. Reggie Brown, second year. Uh, it got a little something called the sophomore slump. So the Dundies are looking good this week because Adrian Peterson's on a bye, I just noticed. So... And he's the the linchpin by which the White Rock crack rotate. And uh, without him, I, I, I see them having trouble. Even if they do have three QBs on their roster, I see them having trouble winning this game. But that's not to say that Brandon Jones and Armani Toomer won't blow up for 20 points each. And uh, put a bit of a kink in the Dunder Mifflin game. Uh, Santana Moss is on IR. We'll see about that, Pat. We'll see if he's on IR this week. But he probably is. That dude that dude's lame. Wow. What are we doing here? Looking at the Montpelier maple syrups and the Amarillo Green Frogs is what we're doing. Both uh with fours and ones in their records, of course one's before the four for Montpelier and one is after the four for Amarillo which means one's good and one's bad so far this year uh, Montpelier looks to turn things around with Anderson at the helm against New England I hope they do I hope Anderson throws for three touchdowns today that would be awesome uh, Liddell Betts is uh, gonna get uh, some time for Washington uh, Clinton Portis has uh, another knee ailment and I don't know if it's tendonitis or just bad knee syndrome, but he's got problems in the knee regions. So I guess Montpelier are looking for bets to get some extra points this week. McGahee is doing decent for Baltimore, should continue to do so against San Francisco. Crotchety, him and uh, Coles enjoying the New York offense as they did last year. I think they were both on the Casablanca team last year. Which was an excellent move on her part. She did it after all win the Super Bowl. Uh, Donald Driver, consummate score. Jackson, mm, uh, better check on him because I think that guy is going to be a problem. And I think he's hurt or something. Where did I read that? Hold on a second. Let me just double check here. I apologize. But last week, oh, that reminds me. You know, if people listen to me. Then they wouldn't, if they listen to this podcast, then they wouldn't start guys that aren't going to play, which happened twice last week. And all they had to do was listen to me. And I, w- I would have told them. And, and now i got to try to remember who it was that, didn't, that, that started but didn't play last week. I'm not even going to bring it up because I'm not going to bring up old shit. But uh, don't start guys that aren't going to play. Come on. That hurts my feelings. Uh, on the other side of the ball, not to completely ignore the Montpelier maple syrups and the rest of their lineup, but I got sidetracked there with that V. Jackson. I, I couldn't find what I was looking for. I guess he is okay. So, false alarm, but I'm sure the syrups are on top of it. And uh, O'Daniels gets to start for Houston. I wish I had that dude as a backup because I'm hurting at tight end right now. And uh, 
he's looking extremely well, especially with the problems at the wide receiver that Houston's having. Vince Young, of course, gets the start for Kermit. The Kermit Green Frog, or Amarillo Green Frog, sorry. The Kermit mascotted team. L. Johnson someday will score a lot of points. And, of course, you heard me extol the virtues of Thomas Jones earlier, averaging 8.8. Uh, Braylon Edwards, who, at first, I gotta say, you know, I was like, okay, you wanna run with him? That's fine. But he's turned out to be a monster. It's awesome. Because it's my boy from Cleveland. Um, so him and Derek Anderson will be scoring uh, on each other for each of these teams today. You know what I mean. Um, Sean McDonald, the number four receiver from Detroit, still able to score over 15 points a game in that role. And, of course, Randy Moss, who everybody should have drafted but didn't. But the Green Frogs didn't hesitate, and they did draft him, and they also drafted Gates. So, Amarillo looking to put up approximately 150 points today, according to Fanball's website. And uh, I wouldn't doubt it. They are looking pretty strong. Montpelier is covered with these different, their bench is coated with these different colored squares uh, on account of injuries and probables and questionables. Needless to say, Mike Bell from Denver sits on the bench, has averaged point three points this year. Kind of interesting. It's the first time I've seen that. On the other side, uh, not much going on on the bench other than Dominic Rose wait, Rhodes waiting for his uh, can I play, put me in coach, I'm ready to play role that he's going to pick up next week. Uh, that's about it. Lindell White, where he belongs. Yeah, you got three outs on your squad. Uh, Rudy Johnson's a, a blow that Rudy Johnson and being out and Jarius Norwood being a dud is really uh, the problem in the Maple Syrups camp other than their meager quarterback offering of Mark Bolger. Because if those guys played anywhere near what they should be playing, where they should be playing, then they would be a force to be reckoned with in this league. And there's still hope. Um... Atlanta hasn't figured out how to use Norwood. He looked unstoppable last year, the mini Reggie Bush. But uh, nevertheless, mm, who else is left? I know there's somebody left here. Do 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 The Compton Watts Willows Widows versus the Philly Blunts. Compton Watts, uh, the only team without a win this year, making bold waiver moves to try to reverse that uh, trend against the three and two Philly Blunts. Who? consistently win uh, quietly. Quiet, quiet winners. Um, the Widows are going to start Cutler. <clears throat> uh, Ronnie Brown, who recently was born again hard and is now averaging almost 25 points a game, so that's good. I thought he might be sweet, um, but he sure didn't look sweet at the beginning of the season. But now he looks kind of sweet. Morrissey is back and playing for Green Bay, perhaps, uh, will help to bolster the running back corpse of the Compton Watts Widows, who, uh, although have Westbrook and Brown, and which I should say means they have the potential to have a very high-scoring running back corpse, along with uh, Burris, who's been unstoppable this year. And the number two and three receivers need some help. 
who's on the bench, Bruce and Walker, so which are both injured right now. So this team has potential to pull the 6-0 and swing this year after going 0-6. Not to say they're going to lose today. Maybe they could go 7-0 and after starting 0-5 and still make the playoffs. There is hope. The talent's on the team. The Philly Blunts, however, have no such worries because they already have a winning record. And they also have Tony Romo at quarterback and Sean Alexander and Edwin James at running back who aren't uh, scoring you know, outlandish amount of points this year, but they are scoring consistently, and they're not getting hurt like every other running back in the league. Um, at wide receiver, Steve Smith had one game this year where he only scored three points. So uh, he's he, he, a little bit of a scare, although uh, I don't think the Blunts follow it as closely as others, but he did leave practice on Friday uh, only to be uh, later proclaimed completely healthy, whatever that means. But I think he's getting the start, no problem, today. And he's also averaging close to 20 points a game. So uh, Muhammad, Mushin Muhammad for Chicago, is old and only scores five points a game. And, of course, Greg Jennings from Green Bay, who has turned out to be an excellent wide receiver pickup. On the bench for both teams, Fargus and now joins Westbrook on the bench for the running backs of the Compton Watts Widows. Uh, along with the Isaac Bruce and Walker, who I already mentioned, and a backup tight end, Heath Miller. Um, on the other side of the ball, Kevin Jones coming back slowly, along with Clinton Portis, who is nursing a knee ailment. But he's got two running backs on a bench that could be starters for a lot of other teams in this league. And I won't mention any names, because I think they know who they are. Plus, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know some people are hurting at running back. Okay, uh, Casablanca and the Aztecs. And they could use those guys, I bet. At any rate, um, Bolden is hurt, normally not hurt, in scoring over 20 points a game. And uh, that Bryant Johnson guy, who is nothing but a disappointment, is supposed to be able to step in for him and score some points, but he's never done it in the last couple years. And Wilford and Williams and some defense is playing as well. And I think that's going to round up our, our league for this year this year this week week five and uh hopefully all will go well i will uh, now attempt to intermingle some interesting movie quotes on the, this week's edition to spruce things up again i get a real kick out of that anyway game over it's kind of a long one today